Hey there, and welcome to the We Move podcast. There's a lot of uh, internal change happening within We Move at the minute, and not kind of the obvious change that Chris and I are leaving or we're, we're stopping. Far, kind of far from it. Chris and I are both still involved because it's just us two. And uh, but I think the change is what this year being what it has been the changes that have evolved within us. I'm now living in Portugal with uh, with the fam, which has been a, a radical, obvious, natural, needed, timely, and kind of an earned move <clears throat> for how long we're here. Who knows? Because at the moment, whilst we're up in the hills and it's Portugal, in the middle of a pretty intense storm coming off the Atlantic but we're surrounded by nature farmland real life and it's just what we needed this year and definitely what I have needed and Chris is out there roaming and exploring in his own way um, he was revisiting his uh, place of birth in a in a, another country and all of the stuff that comes with that, like those constructs of who we are. So it's been kind of an interesting time for both of us, you know, searching, seeking who we are, where where we feel like we are comfortable and where we feel like we belong. And I think we're both in a good place. Although if you'd asked me about half an hour ago, I would have been ranting and raging that I hadn't been able to get a certain thing done in a phone call. However, I'd still define that as a as a good place. Um, and I'd say it still comes with being in a good place, still comes with all the daily sludge that you have to move through, but it's definitely life is interspersed with real gems and progress. And so that's how I defined, defined being in a good place. It still can be a bit shit sometimes, but on the whole, it's pretty good. Um, what else has changed? Training. I think, and uh, training and moving is definitely happening more, certainly for me here, um, than the initial phase of lockdown one. It's kind of weird we're coming to the end of the year. At the start of the year, I just didn't really want to move. I wanted to be quiet and luckily had the opportunity to um, sort of became a hermit, training with a close group of friends. And I think it was that actually, and having those conversations that I realised it's those conversations that, again, they're becoming the next stage of we move. And it feels pretty cool. A little bit daunting because we've got some good things uh, bubbling in for 2021. But it really feels natural. And that's informed our podcasts with so where Chris has been and when I've been. And it's informed them in a way that it didn't before. Because we were attempting to be as as everyone says that you need to be like planned and slick and professional, but I think this world feels that, well, this world feels like that the conversations we have are, are by their very nature real and real in the sense that we're not setting out a formulaic conversation structure where guests are brought on to promote their new book or just getting the big names on because really those big names you can listen to again and again on on so many podcasts and they say the same thing which is their thing and it's it's super valid but I think we're looking to our network that is like this natural evolution of a network and it really does connect more organically around the world 
and I think has no less impact. All these these uh, unique people, because everyone's unique, doing their thing. They they have an impact, and and in fact, I think it has more of an impact um, if we actively and passively let it and try and do both of those things at the same time. And today's conversation is a continuation of the last of the the pod we did a few weeks ago with Georgie Holt in that it's with Jack Jewell, who's a five elements acupuncture practitioner and kind of like Georgie, he feels a bit like a young Jedi in a way of, of which there, there seem to be a growing number of younger therapists who, who are coming through, which is great to see and who are following in the footsteps of like the history and tradition while bringing a more contemporary, more now take on therapy. And, and I think what is consistent with Jack and the tradition is the belief that the relationship between the natural world and our bodies is paramount in how we live and in particular how it manifests as illness in our body, mind and spirit when we don't cultivate uh, a place of balance and a sense of ease. And obviously when we don't have ease, we have disease and comes with that disease and illness. And I find that particularly interesting because we move started with the belief that people just need to move however you choose to do it. But by doing that, the path will open up if we're prepared to move. And what we're beginning to realize is that that seeking, that thing that we're seeking is ourself and it's who we really are. We just have to go through this initiation, which I think a lot of people are getting stuck in. And that initiation of endurance, of learning, of unlearning, finding, losing, and then if you're lucky, you kind of find, lose, and then refind who we are and what we can do and what's possible. And literally we spend our entire life, if we're unlucky, looking for something that was under our noses all the time. And if we're lucky, we actually find it before we spent our entire life doing it. And I think that like us, you, me, we are what we seek. But we have to be in that place which feels like non-effort. And Jack and I talk about that, this non-effort, this effortless ease, um, that middle way that I talk about. And I think that's, that's the way forward for us. Not for us all, but that's the way forward. That is the way, the middle way. And we discuss what being in the middle way is, that um, kind of slipstream. And we discuss where we can, when we're in it, how we can observe and shape our reality. So I really enjoyed this one. The sound is a little bit whack, but that is the wonder of Zoom headsets and transcontinental Wi-Fi connections. And we just jump straight into this podcast. There's kind of no introduction right at the beginning. That comes probably about 10 minutes into the conversation, but we, we went on the Zoom, we just hit record. Uh, so, so go with it uh, just for those first few minutes and then it starts to get in. But so often we miss important parts of the conversation that we have before we've uh, done the introduction. So I just hit record straight away. So give it a listen. I really like Jack. Um, he's based out of Hackney, East London. He, you can follow him on Instagram at JJ Acupuncture 
or his website, which is jjacupuncture.co.uk. And a little bit of housekeeping. We got our first newsletter out a few weeks ago, so thanks to all those that signed up and that sent us questions and emails following it. That was super cool to have that conversation with people. We're putting together the next one, and I feel it will be different again. And if you're not on the list, sign up at We Move World. And like I said in the in the newsletter, things are changing here at We Move World, and it'd be great to have everyone's thoughts on what we're doing, where we're going, and use that newsletter as a place to cultivate that, and we can start to create a bit more of a dialogue. And like I said, things are changing here at We Move, and it will be a good end to this year to have our second newsletter out. Uh, maybe we'll get a third one out. And I think look forward to the start of the wonder that will be 2021 because I think there's a way through and I think that way is this thing called the middle way and this podcast begins to touch on that realm. So peace from Portugal, peace from London or maybe peace from Peterborough where Chris might be at the moment and speak to you soon. How are you? Can you see me? I thought I'd yeah, let you I can, see me. I can see you. I can see you good. Look, here I am as well. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've done. We don't have to. We don't have. We can go to. Uh... Thanks, James. I'll tell you what it is. It's like um, it's. I haven't quite gotten with seeing people I'm not in the same room with. You know, and everyone, and and with the whole um, I, maybe it was like that few lockdown. I saw some great memes um, of like I saw this one meme of this girl who was brushing her hair. And you can kind of see her doing that through behind like a gap in the door. And the memes like when people want to do Zoom meetings for things that should be emails. And she's like just brushing her hair like while she's crying. It became like a really, um, I don't know, like a normalized thing. I'm still kind of like, wow, this is quite strange. It's weird though, isn't it? Do I, you I mean, that, I'm, do you feel I think, that way? Oh, it's totally weird. I, I, I get really, I get a bit annoyed with them. But, yeah. I mean, it, it's easier than recording a phone call. Mm. But I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm over Zoom. I just feel like, I mean, we're recording, but we're not. Maybe this is yeah, like yeah. the uncut trailer bit before, we, before <laughs> sure. I introduce you. I'm fed sure. up with the whole thing. I think we just all need to crack on and yeah. just like start meeting people face to face. And I, obviously, I'm in Portugal now. How is and, that? Oh, it's fantastic. But it's, it's kind of weird because they still have the mask thing. So I'm going to meetings in clothing factories and we sit in a mask. But the ironic thing is everyone like moves away from the table like this. Like... And then back. To... They've not gone anywhere. Just to exhale. Yeah. And they've, right. but they, they take the mask off. They, it's, it's like if you turn around, it's okay. It's like, okay, and you're like, oh, come on. Like, I mean, I have my views on this whole thing. Um, yeah, I, James, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that they're very far away from my own views as well. <laughs> you know, and the views of, views of lots of other people. How, 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 how is it? How has the, moon, the move been for you? The move has been, I've, I haven't felt this peaceful, actually. It'll be an interesting really? start. Yeah, for, I, and I can't remember when I last felt as relaxed as I do. Oh, and so before, before there, you were in London, right? 
Uh, in Brighton. Oh, you in Brighton? Brighton in right. Nottingham, before Nottingham in London. Okay. And then working between the, the two and the three. But um, I just Do found you... it very heavy. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Because there's obviously, um, there's a lot of electromagnetic frequency here. There's a lot of kind of the collective subconscious mood in general of Britain is very, very hard. And I feel has been for many, many years. That's yeah. probably what it is that you're saying. So did you feel as soon as you kind of got into Portugal that everything kind of relaxed and that you kind of just felt less resistance and tension in just having to be? Uh, yes, I did. And mm. interestingly, the whole way from the from the process of deciding or, or tentatively looking to move to Portugal. Yeah. It was very easy. We were looking for somewhere new to live anyway in, in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucy, my partner was every night just struggling to find somewhere. It's like, it's too expensive or too small or th yeah. not, not kind of right. And I yeah. just said on a whim, why don't we move to Portugal? Such a good idea, James. Yeah. Where are you in the north? We're in the north. We're about 45 yeah. minutes north of Porto. But from that moment, we just, or, or I put that out there, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to message a friend, because I do, I do have business over here. Yeah. Um, so in message. clothes, you were saying? In clothes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I sent a message to a friend who I've worked with for many years, saying, you don't know anyone with a house, do you? Like, a house in the countryside, in Portugal, near to the factories and stuff. In under a minute, she got back and she was like, I've got the perfect house for you. Wicked. So from that I got, moment I've on... I've got the perfect house for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. And, and from that moment, it, it was that straightforward. It just seemed to flow, even driving down. I mean, the drive was a long way. That's an experience in itself. And that's probably right. what we're recovering from. Right. Just Really, that, yeah, yeah. The pilgrimage. Yeah, humans aren't made to drive from england to to portugal in one sitting right you know we drove yeah, through yeah, yeah. the night and stuff like that and, and the lockdown expedited it but there was no problem yeah no one asked us anything yeah. the, you know the majority of the cars on the road and going through the tunnel were english in france yeah. which was yeah. ironic really you ironic. know and um and it, it just effortless like really really effortless and now we're here we're, we're up so we're quite high up and it feels a bit game of thronesy cool. you look down into the, oh it's fantastic you look down into the the town or the two towns yeah. that you can see from where i live or where we live and in the morning it's just mist and and uh household log burner smoke you know it kind of looks a bit medieval yeah everyone seems to grow their own fruit and veg like we're surrounded by neighbors that are all older but are all growing so all the food is they don't have organic here they just have food that's grown yeah. as food is growing yeah, as it was yeah and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that just feels effortless and we went to this a friend took me to a kind of a, a fancy rustic restaurant in in, okay. in london it would be like the place to go kind of thing. okay and they also sell fruit and veg bought and they grow it all in their own farm which is next to the restaurant uh -huh. paid 11 euros yeah and, and i was uh, yeah for a whole week yeah and oh was, my gosh okay i was yeah, expecting yeah, yeah. it to be 100 euros you know i saw yeah, the yeah, sign yeah. and i was like oh it must be 111 okay okay that's you know 
and, and they said 11 and I was a bit like oh I've only got a hundred euro note wow yeah 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 <laughs> well, phenomenal. You, it is phenomenal and I wonder I mean obviously you're in a place that you can do that and it's really wonderful that you are and I'm, I'm happy that you're there it's it's um it's amazing how much we hold on to the idea of having to be here and for the reasons why you know i think for my work in particular it's really important to be in babylon you know because on some level um the idea of what it is i do is 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 to help people unplug from the matrix in some kind of way and it serves me to be here but it also serves me to be in portugal james (laughs) every every now and then do you know what i mean i used to go to the south in a place called faro with my ex-partner and um just to have had a week or so or whatever it is and you just kind of you you have to have that kind of balance and i think i think uh, i'm 30 i'm about to be 32 next month i don't know if it's may i ask how old you are james i'm 40 yep so similar generation right the idea for me and perhaps it has been for you to try and eventually live in a manner whereby you spend some time out of the city with a community or with people who you care for and that you can have this very heart-based experience and then you can bring all of that energy back into the work that you're doing and then feel like you have the support of the village which we used to have and all of these things something that myself and lots of other people I think consider quite a lot is it something that you've also kind of felt or you know something in your generation that's kind of been been a priority in some way Uh, and and yes actually Uh, certainly that balance because I go I mean mean, we're going to talk all about this and yeah, yeah, may question. we? I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to keep the video on. Do you mind, James? I'm just going to get my. I've got these glasses that help with um, yeah, blue blue light. Do you, yeah, do you know? Yeah. Do you got these things? I'll put blue I, like we'll talk about that in a sec. Oh, that's that's much better. Good. Yeah, I I haven't got them. I always look at them and then I don't really enjoy. I say I don't really enjoy being on a on a screen, and yet yeah. Quite often on my phone because if I'm not sending emails, I'm using WhatsApp or speaking to yeah. someone. So, you know, and and I do think Instagram is a great thing because that's how we've met, and that's yeah, how doing this yeah. Cool very stuff. very grateful, very very grateful, James. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about WeMove? I've looked, I've looked at, I've looked a little bit about it. Could you just tell me about what it is? And... Yeah, sure. Well, WeMove started off as a magazine, and basically okay. that magazine began in a transition from my old life and my uh, business partner, Chris's old life. I was in fashion, had a brand in London. We became, we, you know, back in mid two thousands, we became like the thing. What was that? It was called album. Album. Yeah. And then it came. Yeah. yeah. I I know about you. I know about album. Yeah. um, Similar things are like APC and Norse projects and, and these sorts of, Cool. Yeah. yeah, this this was a great brand, James. So you you were the head of that. Uh, yeah, I, I started that, and yeah. um, and I burnt myself out. Yeah, very quickly. Seven years of, I don't think I really had a day off in seven years. All of the stuff that you think you is the way to do it, the way to become successful, and we had perceived success, but I was exhausted, and and I got mm. to a bit of a point where I made an ultimatum to my mm. business partner, and that ultimatum was it's you or me. 
and we had a third shareholder. That shareholder was my brother-in-law who um, actually jarringly at the time voted me out. He said, well, you should go. So the, my, the baby I'd created, I was kind of kicked out of the, of the castle. And that sent me on a bit of a... Is that what you wanted? Probably. Yeah. And probably not. Yeah. I, I think I'm trying to realise all these things. Because it wasn't in your control. It's kind of like difficult to have closure with it because it's yeah. like you've done this to me rather than I've taken it upon myself. I yeah, exactly. And, and actually all I wanted was uh, a holiday. Right, yeah, just wanted a time in Portugal, exactly. Yeah, I, I wanted a, a month off or to do something because it's really interesting how you talk about Babylon. And I'm recording the whole thing and we'll probably just Please. release this as, as, the, as the entirety. You talk about Babylon and I think you need to be there because that's where the work is to be done. But I also, I climb and I would prefer to be in the mountains because that tops me up for then going back into Babylon. And I just felt I was in Babylon all the time mm. and just that in, incessant grind. And that kind of burnt me out, made me pretty exhausted. So I left album. I was going to start a sports brand. I didn't. And I said, what, we ne what I need to do is start a magazine so I can have conversations with people. Beautiful. At that time, I moved to Brighton. Yeah. because I was exhausted and my partner Lucy she her family are there and were like let's go to Brighton yeah that opened me up to a whole other world of yep. acupuncture you know everything holistic. really yeah how long so how long ago was that that was about eight years ago eight years ago okay yeah. so it's a while so and then so you had acupuncture there and other, other modalities other or? modalities went to see this uh, a, a good friend of theirs who's an osteopath but she's a Maori healer as well and, and practices a lot of other things and, and just sort of said, okay, what you need. To... She said, what am I running from? I was running a lot at the time. And I was, you know, as lots of people seem to be bitten by the running bug and doing marathons and ultra marathons and more and more and more. And she said, what are you running from? And it totally dumbfounded me. And I couldn't answer the question and I, I never ran again because okay. I couldn't answer the question. And I went for a run the other day, but I wouldn't say it's running in the way of how it used to be. It's like, I must do 50 miles this Sunday and mm. drain everything out of me before I go into another week of draining everything out of me again. And I started to meet all these people and I started to feel better. Mm. Wow, this is really great, but it's quite difficult to find this information. Mm. Because it when, also... And when you Woo. Sorry to interrupt. You were saying, oh, woo, woo. yeah, yes. Which is interesting because in old Chinese, in, in the ancient Chinese uh, medicine, or how medicine starts um, in China with divination, and they're putting um, tortoise shells and like ox shoulders into the fire and watching them crack and then reading the symbols about where, um, where the lines crack. Uh, the, the shaman doing that were called the woo. So it's, it's funny that the whole woo-woo thing as well is also a strange kind of um, language connection to all of yeah. that past. Yeah. So you, were you, you, were, you were saying that um, you started feeling better. Was it just because of, of the human connection that you were experiencing? Uh, or just was, from all of the, from all of the uh, stuff that you were receiving? And... There, there was all of it, actually. Uh, and part of it was my family were a certain way um 
and Lucy's family were the opposite way. Mm. So I found myself, and I really remember it vividly. And, 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 and to fast forward to now, I think what we move is what I see, how I see is we move is an interpretation of the middle way mm. and how being in the middle is seen as, Oh, you, you need to be on either side. And I don't believe that. I actually believe mm. that the path is through the middle of the polarity, but you need to Absolutely. experience the both sides. Absolutely. And it's really important. Like you need to love your anger and, you know, in anger and compassion, you need to have both. And, and a therapist I uh, saw last year, she said, even a Buddhist will chop your legs off if they need to, but they will just mm. move on mm. and it will be a very clean cut. Mm. And I, was like, I like that. It doesn't mean mm. I have to give up being the, the powerful force that I am. Mm. And I think that's how it's often seen. And so, so we move kind of was having these conversations and I'm very, driven but also actually quite lazy you know and 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 in portugal i feel right in the middle where Mm. it just seems to be flowing rather than Mm. i have to be have to put on my armor in london Mm. but then i become weary and it like trying to take this thing off with arrows stuck in it and just collapse at the other side that's that's no place to be like from from those you know from both of those extremes actually I want to be able to dodge the arrows so I don't need to wear armor. Right. And if I get caught with an arrow, I know how to heal right. quickly and well so right. I can be adaptable. And I think that's, that's in a way a metaphor for how, what I think we move is wanting to, to say and explain. Like we will talk to people such as yourself and then we will talk to people that are, are so the opposite way, but there's a real clarity in them both and that's that's the connection right. so we might be talking to uh, a yogi for example this this is my uh, you know yeah. guide for dummies to we move we move attracts like the the hardcore yogi who's all love and light and all this stuff as well as the ex special forces military guy who's served a few tours in afghanistan and oh, wow. okay. we don't have to kill people but is, is very disciplined in their approach to life. Yeah. And we seem to have these, these two opposites that are there, but you put them together and they have a great conversation. Which is um, not surprising considering who you are, James, and what you've just described in regards to how you have um, been for the last eight years, not comparing you to having gone into a war zone, but that, that similar energy of, of of toughness and reality and then what it is that you've experienced afterwards about relaxing and coming into the physical experience of of, of body and to see life through that so yeah. i see that both of those aspects of the audience are both parts within you uh, within yourself that you're very familiar and open with which is why you've attracted that obviously yeah and and then to encourage that in everyone and you know in our in our listeners to say look yeah. you can embrace your anger if you're feeling angry don't push don't suppress it because if we suppress those things they come up somewhere else yeah absolutely and also you don't always have to be compassionate if you you know be able to move between all of these uh, experiences 
without the need for all of this stuff that ultimately right. weighs us down. That's right. And, it and, consumes and, itself. Oh, it, it be, be, yeah, beyond consumption, doesn't it? It just seems incessant. <laughs> Interestingly, yeah. your T-shirt says "Be yourself," and I think that yeah, this is it's actually it's got me on it as well. This is an old <laughs> this is an old picture of me. Um, there's um there's a brand in Japan called Hysteric Glamour. Yeah, and um, my dad did work for them because he was an artist and filmmaker. We didn't do work for them. They asked him to do some T-shirts back in the day and all sorts of things. And this was this was for an this was for a film documentary called Cuts, which was all about the hairdressers on Soho, which was big in the 80s, headed by um, the late James LeVon. And all of that crew and all of those people are my dad's tribe and all of that. When, back when London used to have real community in that sense. And yeah. for some reason, one of the only t-shirts that came out of it had one of my face on it. And it, it could have had all these people with really wild, um, you know, shaved heads and all sorts of things going on in their hair, but they really like this one <laughs> little me, which is yeah. really sweet. So I'm grateful for that. I think the the Japanese, I mean, the Japanese and the Chinese, certainly from, from the time I've been in Japan, yeah, they think on a much deeper level than the, yeah. the English. So even like that T-shirt makes sense, even though it's this, you know, it's hysteric glamour, which is this, streetwear brand that was yeah. you know it was something but then the like be yourself with a picture of a kid on there's a much deeper message <laughs> there's a whole yeah. inner child narrative going on there <laughs> which sure. they seem to pick up on yeah without it becoming like you know Contrived. that that's the t-shirt that you have to wear when you go to therapy right which is kind of a more of a western way and, and i think the japanese and the chinese because very very interesting yeah yeah they are but that just seems to be like life we need both we need the east and the west and and not for it to get lost in a and i think these things are slowly merging james yeah really really slowly merging yeah um because everything that is that i practice and everything that i'm interested in in that sense and, and you will also especially on the level of energy because that's what this is what i'm i'm normally primarily working with um all of those things which have been known for thousands of years effectively now being shown in the quantum sciences being that essentially everything is 99.99999% energy 0.0001% material being that everything is essentially waveform and frequency it's all a, a signal and a vibration in the quantum field and this has been known you know there's that there's that really clever book called i think the tower of physics which was written in the 70s which was the first kind of introduction or attempt to bridge those um the, the sciences which were coming up at the time which actually you know quantum stuff was, was happening then james you know mm. we're a long way we're a long way down that path now which is great but even at that point they were seeing the, the similarities and we're only really now starting to because we've had this reductionist kind of cap on since Descartes separated, um, you know, uh, our, our science and, and medicine by separating the mind and the body. Because he said um, around the time of the 16th century there, he was, um, and because of religion and all of the kind of internal politics between science and religion, he was saying, right, everything that happens in the world is quantifiable and we can calculate it and we can prove these things and we can have experiments about it and we can prove that there are these things which are going on and that is everything save for the human mind 
which we will give over to religion and that can be your domain and we can have that and we can we can have our peace made from all of this which is great being that i suppose lots of scientists weren't uh, being persecuted but it also from that point created the division within western science of separating uh, the mind and the body in the material world um, from the observer so that that kind of distinction and that relationship between our internal world and our external world um, is kind of separated from that point in time and it's led to the fantastic things which we have in our medicine and you know and all of the discoveries that we've made which is, which are really really beautiful things um, and though it's, it's just lacked in what else is really going on which is that relationship between our internal world mm. and the external world and what we're perceiving being a mirror of what's going on inside and we're slowly coming back round again to the idea um even main on a mainstream level um that um everything that we're experiencing is a reflection of ourselves on some level yeah you know so it's it's um it's true mm. is, is having driven having made this pilgrimage from england to portugal yeah well done james well at, done. <laughs> at this at the you know at this lockdown time it was amazing how i didn't think anything of it and we just flowed through there was no problem and then you see other people yeah, no there's resistance a, there's a big problem yeah. they're wearing masks it's like the world is almost ending and i'm yeah. standing next to them in the queue in the supermarket and you're like but we're we're both in the same we're standing next to each other you yeah. think the world's ending and i think the world is this amazing place where I'm, yeah. what what what's the, what what's going on because the out yeah. you know and a lot of people would, would a lot of, you know a lot of people would say well you're you know you're very ignorant james a lot of people would say ah well you're you're not being responsible and you're not kind of taking those things seriously um without kind of perhaps um assuming that their reality of, of the truth the truth or their experience of the truth may not necessarily be what's going on and that they're not giving you uh the kind of the benefit that you have rationally come to a conclusion which serves you and perhaps also serves other people because of that yeah the aspect of duality and polarity is i think vibrationally the strongest thing that we ever really have to deal with and the way in which i see illness um how it presents itself in people is always due to on some level the mind and the body having become separate so that very very central po uh, you know the, the very thing which is creating unity the very thing which is kind of within people within health holding hold, holding us together in a holistic sense has become separated so therefore anything which we're experiencing in the world that we pick up or observe is in some way yeah, dualistic or or creating such extreme contrast is naturally going to contribute to that separation of mind and body and left unchecked for years and years we no longer hear the signals and the signs that the body are trying to tell us to to, to say james something isn't right or jack something isn't right and we slowly just kind of tune out to that message first lockdown that i ever that we that we went into i think in march there was a lot maybe you remember there was a lot of um really really intense conversations coming up right because that was when um things started happening and it was all very new and no one really knew what was what was going on 
and then this whole vaccination thing came up and then people were saying that this is all you know uh, a ruse for governments to just make lots of money for all of this and there was all, all of this contrast like and then i kind of saw that this polarity was obviously creating a lot of fear and within myself i took i took it on to myself to try and see okay so what where what is the what's how how far does this polarity really stretch right and the narrative that you could go down that like there's a new world order and there are these people in control who are doing all of these things who essentially want to wipe out a lot of mankind so that they can remain in power and all of these sorts of things regardless of whether or not it was true james because that's beside the point it was still kind of vibrating in the collective human field and was very very radioactive right i, I consider all of that kind of energy whatever the energy that is keeping people within fear wearing masks being very very um you know contracted and nervous in this state they're all in some way connected to that widest band of whatever that fear is and i realized that if i could really just go into the deepest darkest whatever that is and to just accept it you know not to kind and to kind of see okay so this is for me in this moment as scary as things could possibly be and if i could allow myself to just zoom out of that and to just because whenever we get stressed or whatever it's, our mind naturally goes into a very narrow perspective mm. and that's what's creating a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety because we're only seeing things from a very 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 narrow field and as soon as we open that and we widen up to things and we accept what it is that may happen and we take responsibility for our own lives and stop seeing everything which is going on to us as coming from the outside but rather you know what what conspiracies in my own self am i buying into do you know what i mean where am i giving away my own power it's not going on out there it's all going on from from my free will which is in some way given over to these things and as soon as i was able to really grasp that you know the widest the widest radioactivity that you can hold on to when you can really anchor yourself in the center of the non-dualistic aspect of it you become really really centered because there's nothing you know you you really clock what it is that is going on there. and then you can just kind of hold things and then you can hold whenever anyone comes up to you and says oh james you're not wearing a mask you have you know or whatever you should be doing this and you can just be like yes thank you you know because you don't see the separation because everything's about that all the illness is happening from separation you know when you're talking about running and what people are running from people are running from because they're experiencing that sense of separation from the self right mm. and that which is seeking is only ever seeking itself yeah. really on that yeah. kind of level so people I'm not saying that people who are doing all those work like david goggins they're not what he's running from but it's like it's 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 definitely all connected in that way yeah i think so I, I I really really believe that. I think we're just doing all of these things to try and find our way home. Sure. And where is that? Well, yeah, exactly. But it's yeah. it's, it's within us. Like it's it, it's uh, it's like running around your house trying to find the front door, or running around within the house, going, "Where's the house? Where's the house?" Mm. It's like, oh, mm. I'm in it. Mm. If you That's just it. be still. You're like, oh, I'm in it, and I can walk out the door now. That's it. And I think that's, um, yeah. You know, the whilst we're also in our house, like we were talking about Babylon, right? There is, there is a kind of, I think, a collective problem for 
people who are living in London, they may agree, or people who live in these large cities, in that the main kind of things that I see people for um, are on the level of spirit, James, and it's people who don't have much connection to spirit because largely the way in which things operate here are in these little nuclear bubbles. Everyone's having their own very private experiences. We live in a world which has conditioned us to prioritize individualism and materialism um, and the kind of the relative level of success in some way being about how much we've achieved on that kind of sense. And we're lacking things like community and we're lacking things like nature and we're lacking things like a relationship to spirit or consciousness or anything which is taking us out of that individualism and that I. So as much as I feel that um, we can come to realize that everything is going on inside of ourselves, we have to honor also the experience of, of what it is that the heart is really yearning for. And I think a lot of the time, it's about trying to connect with those three things again. Mm. And it's about trying to navigate our world or our personal lives in a way whereby we're, we are giving more, we are serving, and we are also receiving all of the benefits of community and support and just feel a little bit more connected. Because I think, you know, loneliness is by far the most, you know, the biggest thing which I see people for. And that contributes to all sorts of levels of sabotage and self-corruption and misunderstanding and illusion. So I hear and feel it's, it's wonderful to acknowledge that that you know we're we, we're in our homes and, and that this is what it is that's going on but, but something has to change mm. something really really has to change and um i, th I think probably personally I, I think it's about trying to navigate towards those three things yeah. it sounds like you've kind of done that in going to portugal in some way definitely in nature and and yeah community and spirit i think i was always pr probably well, no, I think, I think we're, all, we're, all, we're all spiritual beings in some way, and I've always lent towards that, but un unknowingly, or knowingly, unknowingly, and then, and then having the confidence to move towards it and go, okay, we're going to make this move here. That comes with certain, that comes with certain uh, perceived fears, which, you know, like for, for many people, they were like, God, you, why, why are you moving? We're in a lockdown. You know, yeah. and I said, like, we're just packing the car up and we're going. Yeah. And, it, and it didn't feel like a running from anything. It was, it was a very, like, it's just all, everything is opening up. You know, the, the, the roadworks were clearing as we drove up to them, like all the way down through France, Spain, and, and you're like, wow, okay, just keep going. And, and it made me feel, as, as we were driving over, I was like, God, where are we going? And mm -hmm. it there would be a, you, you know, you get on the Euro tunnel and there are, there are red crosses for don't go in that lane. And it was just like, just follow the green mm. ticks. Wow. And then I was like, okay, that's just life. If I just follow the green ticks and if there aren't any, if I can't see any green ticks, if I slow down, mm. I only need one. And then I'll just keep on going towards the green ticks. Mm. And then life just moves forward and, and it becomes very straightforward. And I mm. feel like that's the navigating towards community, nature and spirit. Right. And in a way, you have to make that, you have to make that step. That's right. To move to it. And particularly now, things like, because it's really only what, like you say, everyone wants. And as you were talking, it made me think like, 
community nature and spirit they're just the inner world manifesting itself in the outer world because really that's you know our heart wants community connection and spirit more than anything james we have i mean we have a a biological dna memory of the, of you know for most of most of humanity and um and our experience here i understand that we we have more than anything lived in 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 that way mm. and we have we it's more a part of us than anything else i think it's our biological nature and our yearning to to experience those things i feel it's only very recently that we've you know comparatively anyway in the last few hundred years kind of taken ourselves out of that kind of system but you know collaboratively internally subconsciously or unconsciously we really need those things because we realize that that's that's what we are mm. and we don't really have it yeah uh, and it's amazing all the things that you're talking about about the green lights and stuff it's so true and it's so um um we we do not test i think um the way in which things really work enough you know a lot of people would as you were saying why are you doing this there are all of these unknown factors but very few people have the initiative um to be able to just place themselves into the frequency of their excitement mm -hmm. and then watch what happens even just on a small level if they were just to wake up today and just say something really beautiful is going to happen today and to just really feel that and to just test it and to just play with the world the way in which reality works and not expect it or look for it but to just feel it inside and then and then watch it come you know and i think on so many levels life works in that kind of way but we get in the way of ourselves of being able to experience it because of the fear or the you know the limited personality that kind of comes in because of the trauma or the conditioning that says we mm. can't do this or this isn't right or i don't know how it's going to be we get in the way of ourselves rather than just doing as you do just test it just mm. see what happens you know and then see if the world really just unfolds in the way in which it is that you want to yeah yeah you mentioned uh, trauma yeah trauma because we, we've spoken we've done many podcasts on on trauma and i think that's or both chris and i feel that's a bit yeah. of a uh, a place where people are going to my, mm -hmm. my perception is people are going to it and it just feels like punishment all the time. Okay, tell me what you mean. Um, well, they, they, lots of people doing shadow work. I got introduced to, to that yeah. and did it, and I think it's fantastic. But then it's like, use it and move through it. Mm -hmm. And use these things and move through them. Mm -hmm. But they're easily, uh, like the, the feeling and the release that, that comes with doing that work can yes. be, uh, perversely addictive okay so people stay in that and it's like absolutely no just 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 get it and and move on and, and now my experience of trauma and I've, I've had you know various things last year i uh, i committed suicide that was a big thing for me but really a, an end point for the 39 years where i got to and sorry james and, sorry what you committed suicide yeah yeah, yeah. so so that's and, and i'm and i'm quite flippant what, what am i it. what am i seeing what am i looking at now is this well, enough, well is exactly this a memory? Is this a... <laughs> I'm, oh, okay I'm, okay I'm, I'm quite flippant about this uh, hmm. 
because I have my own beliefs on it. But I, but I, Got you. I hung myself. I uh, was brought round by my partner, and I'm now I'm I'm still here. So mm. then then it it prompted many a series of questions, and how I felt my life was was it was like a bit of a messy filing cabinet, but mm -hmm. a beautiful filing cabinet. But there mm -hmm. were certain folders that were, they were in the wrong place. Okay. And, and some folders weren't put in so the drawers could close. Mm -hmm. and, and I worked through a series of uh, sessions with a, with a therapist and with ver various uh, body workers, et cetera. But ultimately yeah. I had to do it because I could get addicted to, you know, having needles and, you know, just speaking. There's nothing, there's nothing more that the ego loves really than stepping into a space and being the sole focus of attention mm. and to be really cared for and really looked after. It's a really, really difficult thing to let go of, right? Because that's really what it is that we want. So I totally, totally hear that's yeah. kind of first thing that you have to let go of on some, on some level as well. And, and it was a great therapist who, who was, I mean, I, I thought it was great. Her name was Joy. Ooh. And I was like, what a great thing. I go and, you know, I go and sit with joy for two hours a week. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm like, I go and sit with joy, even just as a, as a feeling, you know, yeah. oh, I'm joyful for that, you know, Tons. but she, she was like Yoda. And sh she asked me one or she reframed uh, a significant point in my life in like a split second of a conversation. And I walked out and it was like all of those feelings that I'd held on to all of those traumatic experiences just dropped into their right place within my brain and the doors mm -hmm. just shut and I moved on. Mm. And I didn't have to talk about it again. Wow. It was just like, boom, 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 done. And that was, and that was through therapy, talking therapy. That was through talk therapy. Yeah. Amazing. That's so, I'm so delighted to hear that because um, there is a kind of general sense or contention or, some sort of idea that all of you know trauma is is locked into the body right because it's so subconscious all of those things and we're only five percent conscious in any one moment apparently and the rest is 95 percent subconscious physicalized experience wow. and all of that is the habits and patterns and all the neurological networking and then the actual frequencies of the unexpressed emotions which are still going around and then all of the other stagnancies and the things which are obscuring human potential and they would think that, you know, you have to work through the body in order to releasing those things. And that's why I guess a lot of that somatic body work, trauma release, breathing yeah. is so popular now. And it's wonderful that it is. It's because it gives people who aren't able to do what you did through talking therapy. Because I know I can imagine that some people also really, that could really do it for them. Mm. You know, and then some people, depending on the level of trauma, that could release something really deep. And I have some clients who have gone through that and then they've had a, terrible physical regression afterwards and they need to be held and it's so i can see how both work and it's wonderful that you've had that experience that you've talked and then it's opened this thing and then you can just put it behind you yeah and i, and I will add i mean i have a physical practice yeah anyway and and the physic and that's why it's called we move yeah you know and, um, i i i was like as if people can simply move uh, whether that's going for a run or it's irrelevant what it is, that will create a cascade of, of uh, change. Yeah, you, you also have a revolutionary spirit, James. This is a part of you. You naturally must be able to see that on some level that life in, in the individual experience that we have of it is there's a vertical axis 
-hmm. that you can go upwards and you can get lighter and you can develop consciousness and you can develop awareness and in the knowledge that awareness is really what you are ultimately without all of the stuff so it's these things have also helped but it's it's helped because this is what was always going to happen because of who you are and what it is that you've experienced right yeah. a lot of people as you said they get addicted to the process and they go perhaps more on a horizontal axis they keep learning things that they've already learned they keep essentially knowing more and more and more about what it is that's going on but the actual change the actual drive towards the, the vertical mm -hmm. axis doesn't ever really happen yeah. because of whatever it is that's going on or, or the attachment to it or the, or the safety of whatever it is that involves yeah. so it takes someone who's really 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 yearning to kind of um have that kind of vertical sense or to, or to you know to climb that mountain as it were to be able to experience what it is that perhaps it is that they're seeking and it I find it interesting you say the word mountain because I think a lot yeah. of people go on that horizontal axis. Yeah, they go around the mountain, keep going round and round looking yeah. for a path yeah. rather than just ascending. Yeah. You know, keep, not this one, not this one, not this one, not this time, not this time. Yeah. Or just rather than just going, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And, and, and that's very much the practices we were doing, you know, Chris and I, the somatic breath work or somatic work, breath mm -hmm. work, plant medicines, kind of everything. Mm -hmm. And my, my approach was never, I remember going to my first plant ceremony and I was like, this mm -hmm. is really interesting because I don't feel, I feel like I'm boarding a spaceship where everyone has been sold a dream of a promised land that wow. isn't going to be what they think it is. Wow. And I'm like a stowaway. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just sat watching everyone for 24 hours in ceremony whilst mm -hmm. you know with the plants but I, I didn't have any response to it and I was like this is like why am I having this experience when all of these people are you know just seeing all of this amazing cosmic stuff and I'm just watching them yeah and, and in a way that was my experience but I, di I felt I didn't need to I, ha I hadn't bought the ticket to a nirvana because I mm -hmm. knew that nirvana was within me Mm -hmm. I wasn't seeking it outside of myself. And it was really, it was, th that was a bit of a telling, mm -hmm. telling place. So it, it just prompted a lot of curiosity going, well, mm -hmm. if I go up this path, what happens? Mm -hmm. and, and I think that then went to my event of, you know, last year, but it was never a, a woe is me. It was just an experience that I had to have to unlock a certain, you know, I tried to take a, I tried to free solo the mountain on that day without the skills to do it so i had this epic where i nearly didn't come back but actually i was back so now i can ascend the mountain in the way that with all the skills that i've got with more experience filed away so i don't freak out in the way that things were triggering me mm -hmm. but i think there was a com it was a it was a compound effect of all the modalities that i'd been doing but never being yep. stuck into one even though certain things just feel great Yep. And I love to have body work, but I don't need it all the time. Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I'm lucky with the same. Yeah, yeah, with, with joy, you were lucky. I mean, again, that experience reminds me of, of what it was that you were saying just as you got to Portugal. It's just like the, the lack of resistance towards it because essentially internally you know how things are mm. and everything is going to open up for you in the way in which you need it to. It's the same, it's the same experience. Mm. Was that with ayahuasca you experienced that? Uh, that was, yeah. 
Did you have any purging? Uh, no. Wow, yeah. It was, I just sat there. I sat there in Lotus, like for the whole, the whole ceremony, didn't move. And, and yeah. just felt that actually that was what I needed to do for other people, just to be like solid. Cool. Uh, which was interesting. And then, you know, I had actually, earlier on in lockdown, I had, I, uh, had an experience with mushrooms that was probably the, the best, that, that completed everything. Mm. And, and just wiped the slate clean for me, which was mm. really, that was very interesting because it gave me the confidence to get my sketchbook out. And I'd, I'd shunned making, putting my ideas down on paper and designing since leaving album. And it was just the message I got was always look, keep moving forward and always look up and buy a sketchbook. And I did that. And now this is where we are. And I'm not saying that everyone should go out and take five grams of mushrooms or do, you know, heroic dose. do it to do all that stuff. But it was very much like, okay, just keep moving. I definitely tell people to do that. Sorry, James. <laughs> I, I definitely do it. The increased neuroplasticity of the brain, the kind of the interconnected, uh, you know, you're expanding your awareness, you're expanding your consciousness, you're with it, you know, ideally within a place where, you know, things are going to come up mm. and you'll have the opportunity to let them go. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff is all to do about the conditionings and, and the illusions, not to say that illusion not that it's not real but just the things that we think are real um or what it is that's going on are given the opportunity to just dissolve yeah so and yeah i think it's um i think it's great you've done that and it's true that's what i've experienced as well yeah so so ended up here i'm really aware that i'm going to now do a quick intro and then we'll yeah. just talk about you because because okay. all of this is great stuff but Welcome, Jack, to the We Move oh. podcast. Oh, so thank you so much, James. Intro. <laughs> um, it's, it's such a pleasure to, to talk with you. Yeah, really it's great. I, I, and as with many people during this, these wavy times, I found, you know, found on Instagram, and you go by the, the handle of at JJ Acupuncture. That's right. JJ is just my initials. So my name's Jack Jewell, and um, I made it all about me. Yeah. How 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 conceited. <laughs> but but it's, you, it's easy. You would, I guess, uh, reducing it down to characters. You practice five element acupuncture. That's right. Yeah, I, I practice five element acupuncture. Um, five element acupuncture, or rather, actually, specifically, um, it's called classical five element acupuncture. It's what was brought over uh, during the 1950s by a gentleman called J. R. Worsley, and um, five elements um, is also a general part of something called TCM or traditional Chinese medicine and traditional Chinese medicine uh, came to the West after the Cultural Revolution of China and it's more of a kind of government approved uh, system of things which is more sympathetic with the allopathic way in which we do things in the West which is also in, and they you know they got inspired by us going over there during the opium wars of 1800s and the Western model of, of, of medicine met with the Eastern model for the first time. And that kind of, that kind of uh, medicine came from that. And then that's what we received, a kind of combination of both. But, but classical five elements is, is a little bit different from what perhaps a TCM five element practitioner or yeah, TCM practitioner would do. Um, there's lots of distinctions, James. There's like eight, it's actually probably like eight or nine different kinds of acupuncture 
in the world, probably like mm. Korean, um, there's, there's some new Chinese ones, even some French um, versions. And they all come from the same, they all come from the same roots, same trunk of, say, traditional oriental medicine in general. But it's interesting to note that when people talk about acupuncture, um, there's lots of different kinds and lots of practitioners are doing different things. And even amongst all of the practitioners, you know, the, the labeling which kind of goes on can be a little bit confusing. But I do classical five element acupuncture, which is just, it's a little bit more holistic. Yeah. And I guess when people think about acupuncture, because yep. the label of acupuncture, it's like, yep. oh, it's just needles. It's just needles. And that's, that's, all you, that's all you do. So everyone thinks that all the different types are the same. Yeah. Even if, it's, even if you're getting a facial or you're getting some nice kind of like uh, collagen kind of development, accelerated stuff, um, that's acupuncture. Or if you're having a, a possession treatment, which is something which, because um, classical five element um, has its roots in the more shamanic kind of traditions that have been prevalent in in the Eastern medicine for a really really long time. So even you know, and that's probably the biggest contrast you can have: someone who's getting a facial or someone who's having demons removed. It's um, they're both acupuncture, but what is it that you're going to see at two o'clock with this guy in Bethel Green? So <laughs> it's it's interesting, yeah. And I think that's um, what I what I take from the posts that I've read, mm. and and it's one of the uh, points I put in that email was about potential. Yeah, potential. That, like what we have inside, and we did a podcast last year with a guy called Jeremy Brook, who's a uh, oh. And he's a chiro in America. They call it they call it chiropractic, but I'm going to say he's a chiropractor. But would have roots from where you there would be crossovers with what you do. But he he mm -hmm. does it more in uh, more in alignment. Mm -hmm. um, and he was talking about like we are potential, like mm. as, a, as a being we are potential. And then he kind of supports people to be lined up so they can yep. realize that potential in a yep. i kind of feel like in a in a spinal sense and Absolutely. then what you're doing is a more holistic or, or complete spherical uh potential realization for people potentially it's interesting um that, that jeremy feels that way and for anyone who's listening who's maybe a chiropractic or does osteopathy in some way or works with the spine. In Chinese medicine, the spine, there's a meridian which, so a channel or a pathway of energy which, which starts underneath the coccyx and runs up the center of the body and over the head and then eventually finishes in the kind of filtrum area of the, of the nose. And that meridian is called the governor vessel. And the governor vessel is partnered with the conception vessel, which is a similar meridian, which is just going up straight from the center of the body, like where all the chakras run up. And then the first two meridians develop in the utero, and they're essentially uh, on an electromagnetic level, being that everything's frequency and vibration. They are, the, they are energetically polarizing us towards heaven, so the back, spine is is literally pulling us up towards heaven and the conception vessel is aligning us with earth which are the two the, the downs would say are the two kind of you know in the aspect of yin and yang heaven and earth with us in the middle um are those two polarities so bringing into alignment in that kind of sense if you're a chiropractor or doing any kind of holistic work if we're rejoining the the original self 
back into itself. We're aligning on an electromagnetic level with heaven and earth, and we're with, and, and therefore all of the cosmos. And it's that, whilst being in that kind of state of balance and frequency, whereby we experience awareness, we let go of the stories that we tell about our, ourselves, which create all of the limiting circumstances that we perceive in the world, and, and potential is allowed to be able to naturally come through. Mm. So that, that sense of alignment with the back I find really interesting because the back is, is what's stabilizing our, our, our axis, that vertical axis towards heaven wow. on an energetic level. And, and all of the points along the kind of spine on some sort of, because when, when you do certain points or um, some points in acupuncture, they're used for their spirit. And all that means is you can, you can influence someone's mind in order for it to move out of the way so that a quality of being can just naturally kind of come through and all of the points which are going on in the back there's points like body pillar you know or tower of strength or all these sorts of things which are all kind of stabilizing grounding um points which just align us back towards heaven again and not in a kind of biblical sense but just in a kind of uh, uh, that which the chinese would say that we have received a mandate as part of so as part of um Taoist tradition, Taoism being this thing called the way, um, whereby the five elements and yin yang are essentially phases in which energy is naturally moving um in the natural world. You can see it very clearly in the seasons. If you have seasons where you are, we don't always have them, we have them all in one day here, but each season naturally gives birth to the one afterwards, and it follows this complete cycle of things being born, things rising, they're, they're meeting their, their ultimate potential or climaxing, and then they eventually come back round and then um, uh, they start again. And this is the natural way of the Tao. And on a human level, we're also meant to be experiencing life in this kind of very natural way. And our, yeah, our experience of trying to uh, come into our potential and to to uh to realize ourselves can only happen if we are like nature or like mother earth flowing in, in all you know all of our cycles are able to to move naturally from one into the other again mm. so the Taoism is just about fight it's about remembering who we are essentially and 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 what it is that we're here to do and to on the highest level for chinese medicine it's to reawaken or nourish your destiny so that's what it is. And, and destiny, I suppose, is similar to Indian aspects of Dharma or being able to realize what it is that you're here to do, your purpose, your service. Um, and then once you're in that kind of place, um, they would say on an ultimate level, you can't really be harmed because you're in complete alignment and there's no way that you can get sick if you're completely, truly within your potential and that you're living in your destiny in that way. And anything that's obscuring that is stagnancy. And that's all of the things, I guess, that people are working through when they do body work, whenever they do therapy. They're just working through these aspects of stagnancy, which is obscuring us from being able to get in touch with really what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, this is, it's a nice follow-on. We, we've done a series of uh, about eight, seven or eight podcasts yeah. uh, on the little series called Movement and the Search for Meaning. Cool. With this idea that, to keep it moving you've got to keep it moving but you don't really do well let me rewind that I'm always... <laughs> thank you uh i'm i'm quite interested in why people suddenly go from saying oh i 
or yoga or weightlifting or whatever it is. And then on a Monday morning or a Tuesday afternoon, they go to their first yoga class or they sign up to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I believe that's the body mm-hmm. just pushing them towards this thing going, you just need to do this. Like, this is where you need to be. You don't need to be here forever. And then, then you get the people like me that come through it and go, Oh, I don't need to go to yoga anymore. Or I don't need to do this. And the body's trying to heal itself. It's trying to return, like knock the mind out and, and get back to, to some kind of uh, completion. So interestingly, the podcasts that we then did, they all formed this theme, but we never, there was always something underlying underlying it and often due to an event that had happened some uh, Mm. family member dying or a partner dying or a questioning of who they are something happened in their life and they they used the movement to to reintegrate themselves almost bring them back into themselves Mm -hmm. and it feels like that um just a, a similarity with what you're saying so we've just done these these series we've got one more to go and then this conversation will come out after it and it's almost like you need them all you need to be moving in a certain way in various ways but also practicing these other modalities to start to blend and and integrate it all in like one on its own won't do it yes and and uh but that alone is difficult for people to get their head around because they define themselves by the thing that they do. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then, then they, they get stuck. They, and they define themselves with the intentions that they bring to things and, and yeah, all of the subsequent reactions that come afterwards or the things that follow and the confusion that comes up from it. It's, um, it's, it's definitely a difficult process. Yeah. How, how do, how do, you know, how, how does one really come into that point whereby they really want to make change? What is it that has to happen? Is it, yeah, is it, is it the death of a family member? What even is that? They're just taking, they're just taking themselves out of the reality vibrationally. Do you know what I mean? And that creates, that creates uh, um, that polarity that I was talking about before, right? Whatever it is that that huge contrast is, whether it's about loss or whatever it is, that will come up in us. And that will be an impetus for us to be able to, to be reflective and to kind of understand something. In Chinese medicine, for instance, all of the organs have a function physically, but they also have a physic, uh, you know, an emotional function, a psychological function, a spiritual function, even a mythological one. And the aspect of like grief and letting go of something, which is essentially all the large intestine does, right? It eliminates waste. It can only do that once it's been able to hold on to the essence of whatever it is that is going on and whatever it is that we're letting go of. And the essence is like, you know, when the trees let go of their leaves and all of the, you know, the nutrients return back into the soil, that's essentially what's going on. And we're, ha- we're having that level on an experiential level. So people who are holding on to stuff, be it themselves or the loss of a family member or whatever, it, you know, the old, the past, it's just the past, we won't be able to kind of move on and find whatever it is that we're kind of looking for if we haven't realized what that essence of whatever that experience is in order for us to integrate it. Otherwise, we're just like, what's going on? What's going on? What is this? What am I being shown? It's the, all of the, all of the, all of the organs are in some way vibrationally influencing how we interpret the world. 
and whatever it is that's going on be it i don't know where my boundaries are or um i don't i don't have any vision of where it is that i'm going or i i'm really overwhelmed with fear and i and i don't know if i'm going to make through this or whatever it is they are all on some level a, um, a reflection of of our our own internal organs and our own mm. internal vibration in our space and i really love chinese medicine for that and it's not something i mean because we have similar things within the chakras right and if you know what the chakra systems are you can kind of interpret how you're experiencing things on a level of what may be happening vibrationally in the chakras the um the organs in chinese medicine are very very similar and they help me personally depersonalize personally depersonalize what it is that i'm experiencing because if i'm experiencing like oh, i'm not integrating or if i know if i don't have the impetus to take action then that's you know there's something going on in my stomach and my spleen and it's 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 trying to communicate and it's not me it's, it's just what's happening on a vibrational level and it just gives the invitation to go inwards because mm. everyone as you, you know we're so self-involved yeah and we're yeah. so self-involved because we live in this individualistic way and we don't have the, the support people around you saying hey james i love you man keep going keep sharing your gifts we need mm. you here we're so happy that you're here yeah. everything that you're doing is so valuable for us thank you james mm. and for that to be a kind of thing which you grow up in you know and you have that kind of thing it's so it's you know back to that, that what we're talking about community and nature and all of those things it's really you can really see why why people get into that you know yeah. into, into the problems that we have yeah yeah I, I mean just that alone that idea of uh, we fall out of the way of support yeah. uh, and we uh, have a two-year-old son and always cool. and, and he's awesome but it's when when you're little mm. like that there's there's kind of constant encouragement because everything becomes new it's like oh wow awesome you know keep walking you know standing up there's a clap there's like keep mm -hmm. keep doing that that stuff and 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 my parenting style is kind of never to say no never mm -hmm. to say no to uh movement whatever that movement is but can can it be uh diverted so instead of saying no, it's like, oh, those jumps are amazing, dude. But let's uh, let's get you some boxes to jump on rather yeah. than our Jack Russell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to, I mean, because, rather than it being yeah. no, because I and don't make things challenge. Yeah, and see that ch and, and create that challenge. Yeah. You know, like um, I've I've read stories and heard things um, like um, there's the Dagara tribe uh, in Africa, and they would they would take really really you know young newborn children and then just dip their feet into the stream right of a river so that they can feel what the water feels like and they can feel the force and the strength of what it is that's going on and then slowly they keep doing that week by week and month by month and then they dip their toes in deeper and deeper so that eventually they can stand in it and then you know by the time they're five they know so much about how water works you know how strong they need to be what's going on and, and you know that they they feel natural with it because they've had that kind of not a challenge but they've incrementally seen what happens when you go further and further and further um rather than oh no don't don't do that or don't go near the river you know you sh you know or that you know that's dangerous you you just you just show very very gradually so that people can learn for themselves yeah. we don't really have that 
like you say, we have all this control. We had all this, you know. I, I think that's an interesting metaphor for the time that we're in. Like this mm. incremental, incremental change, and before we know it, it it can be used for good and bad, mm. or it can be used for, you know, two side two sides of the coin. There's a book as well that is more of a Western uh, view of this. I think he was a, a chess player, oh, yeah, like world famous chess player. I don't know. I don't oh, know. I'm, I'm a big chess fan. James. I, I will find out. But he, he then wanted to. He'd like done all he could in chess, and then was like, I'm going to do golf. Okay. So found a pro golfer to teach him and he was ready with his clubs and all of this stuff. And he was like, brilliant. He's like, we're at the, the first tee and, and the pro said, no, no, come with me. And they went to the hole Yeah. and they got to know the hole. And then they started like working like an inch backwards mm. all the time. And he said, because this is what it's about. It's about yep. here. Yeah. So even when you're so far away, you know where you're coming home to. Yep. That's really but interesting. Nothing phases you. And then it got to the point where, you know, he was, he was driving off the tee, but always could see the hole, always could see the hole wherever it was. That's really interesting to, to, to paint the, cons- the comparison in chess, right? A lot of people love looking at openings. And they love looking at how things begin and they get really involved in thinking that that's all they need to know. But all the chess grandmasters, James, they look at the end game. They look at how the board looks um, when there's fewer pieces on the board because they know that all of the decisions that they make are even more important when it comes down to that level. So they work, you know, the Russians, they work, they work by learning the game backwards in the same way that that golf person showed the guy how it how you work backwards because mm. then you have this perspective of what it is that you're working towards and then you can have a much deeper strategy about things and i don't know how if at all that could relate to life in that kind of sense um because both of them kind of are like analogies of of, of, of really knowing what it is that you're ending mm. up with and then organizing or seeing how life is yeah not like you have a plan like genuine plan or something like that but just on an essential level of yeah. self what is what really is life to yeah. you? And are we really asking ourselves what it is that we're we're aiming towards? Because then, if we do, and we have the level of excitement about what it is that we're and and what it is that we truly want, um, and we thoroughly, you know, honour what that is, mm. and we diligently question, then life is merely a series of wonderful things, all ending up towards that thing. Yeah. Well, that that because um, I, I make these as as I'm talking, I'm. Wow. scribbling wow. Uh, and it was the remember who you are and reawaken your purpose and destiny and for me that feels like that's the end game like that's understanding the end game yeah so there are, there are, there are those are the elements involved yeah. and then that's the learning the game backwards like mm-hmm. when you understand your purpose and destiny kind of everything falls into that like that's it. Food, the, you don't need. And importantly, to touch on here, James, I think, you know, people may, because we conceive of time as being a linear thing, and we see that this realization is something that has to come in the future, or that I'm going to be working towards all these things, and then it's something which eventually happens. Even though we talk about we need to have this sense of end game or know what it's all about, it's all now. It's all really, really, really now. 
because otherwise you get to that kind of sense of I've got this I've got this thing which I'm aiming towards and there's a destination in mind and you know like in any sort of human traveling when there's a destination we want to get from point A to B as fast as possible because that's how we travel and we miss everything that's going on and it's not so like the, the idea of remembering who one is isn't something which is going to happen like in the future it's something which just is right now mm. and it's it's when i'm trying when i'm working with people within acupuncture and we're unraveling all of these sorts of things it's really just to be able to with the intention is to is to help people fall back into that natural sense of unity of that oneness and that interconnectedness of things now to make that change now to be able to experience that thing now rather than something which is going to happen much later in time yeah i was listening to uh, yeah, it is possible i think again as you were talking uh, last night i was listening to uh as i was uh, making some fruit leather oh fruit for my, for, for my tasty for, for, yeah well i hope so it's been it seems to be in the oven for, for days um i was listening to some alan watts yeah. And he, he was like all talking about time and that time doesn't really exist because all we have is now. And there was yeah. another podcast I was listening to a while Very ago. Influenced by Taoism, what was? Yeah, really. And yeah, yeah. there was a guy called Jean-Claude Biver who was very influential. He's like the watch guy. He, he turned all these watch brands around and he's really interesting to listen to mm. because someone was talking about what watches are and he said they just celebrate the present moment. Because so nice. they only tell you now. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that's so nice. why we, we get lost in it. You know, we make them beautiful because that beauty is celebrating the present moment. Of Gosh, what, an, what, an intent, what a high intention that is. Yeah. And a lot of people would just see a clock and feel very daunted by it, right? Something is slipping away and I, I'm losing all of this sort of opportunity yeah. or whatever or hey that guy's got a watch on he's really serious or she's really serious they you know they regiment but if that was the intention of things and that that was known more collectively or if we were able to truly experience and appreciate what we have in this moment things would be very different and i might even start wearing a watch might get a nice new rolex or something like that. Well, well, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 then you you see the beauty in all of these things but how right. how it again reminds me of what, like you were saying, going round and round the mountain. Yeah. And and I often feel like because we see things on a, on a on like an aerial view, right. and linear. So we right. flatten everything. But when mm -hmm. you when you become aware of purpose, destiny, and and that integration of inner and outer worlds, mm -hmm. it's like that aerial view. You start to see more things. Like if you look at a map. And then by looking at a map, you see contour lines and you mm. see elevation and views. And suddenly it becomes this flat thing becomes alive. Mm -hmm. And that's the level of integration. You, you start to be able to see this. It's not linear. And, and often I draw like polarity, for example, there's the middle... Let me let me go to a bigger. I need like one of those whiteboards behind me, and I can. Yeah, just, yeah. I was going to say Rolf Harris, but maybe that's non-PC. Um, <laughs> I know Rolf's story actually. <laughs> you so know, 
be one of them. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like these three dots. So like oh, yeah. you, you see it from the from the top. But I think this is where you want to be centered. And and for for people not only listening to this, there are three dots in a line, and I'm circling the one in the middle. But I think interestingly, when you start to to me, this represents the middle. the The middle point is the way. So that's the way forward. But that middle is not flat like this flat line represented with a flat line at the bottom. Yep. So I see these, these three as actually this. Okay. Yep, yep. And then this is the way forward. And also it's the top of the mountain. Like you have mm -hmm. to climb your own mountain. And otherwise, you just keep going round from one to the other. And I see a lot of people just uh, going round the mountain from one opposite mm -hmm. to the other. It's like, oh, right. it's all about yoga, or it's it's all yeah. about eating meat. Now it's all about eating plants. Now it's all about eating meat, rather than I'll eat what I need to eat to move mm -hmm. me through and make me feel whole and complete. Or I'll mm -hmm. do the movements, or I will, you know, mm -hmm. spend the time in that way. So mm -hmm. the middle way actually becomes this arrow moving mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, I often think about that, this kind of way of what you're, as I interpret what you do, is to bring people back to center. But center mm -hmm. is that integration between inner and outer world. So there's no barrier. You were just yeah. kind of living in that flow. And when you are, you just move forward. You can't yeah. not, you, you can't be held back or, in one place unless mm -hmm. that's the decision of where it needs to be but mm -hmm. there, there's constant movement and we lose sight of that being the arrow so that integration it's like oh i don't want if i'm if i'm nothingness then i'll lose who i am and, and i like to you know i'm the, like the angry angst ridden human being it's like well there just seems to be something you can yeah. still have that flavor but be in the middle and centered yeah. with it some people will have made an attachment of belligerence, which is kind of like, so in five element acupuncture, there's one of the elements is wood and wood looks after the liver and the gallbladder. And when um, that element in someone is, is out of balance, you will experience an, over, an overriding general theme of anger within that person. Because in some way, there's like an internal wind inside them, which is continually blowing them from pillar to post. And they make plans and they have to make the plans or there's a lot of restriction um, or kind of, I'd say, yeah, pressure that they're, they're not able to kind of effectively um, meet their vision or get to where it is that they need to go. And that's what it is that they're experiencing. And then if you, people who are angry and they don't express it, that anger is then consumed by itself and it turns into belligerence and belligerence then becomes something that people attach onto because they know that if they maintain that frequency then they'll get what it is that they want so they'll come into a situation they'll be like da, 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 like this and all these people will have to react and they get a validation because it's that energy which 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 brings manifesting into being but it's all coming from this place and it's all coming from this sense of lack yeah. rather than being able to um you know express things from a, a more virtuous place because all of the elements will also have their virtues and you know that the element of wood will be all about flexibility people who have had so much kind of restraint and tension in that kind of sense placed on them 
really need to be able to understand how, how truly flexible that they are and to be like bamboo that blows in the wind that blows just in the appropriate proportion to how much wind is blowing onto it for it to be able to just come back mm -hmm. into itself but people don't see that that's also inside them and they get attached to this kind of way of doing things and if i don't do it like that then i won't be able to get what it is that i need yeah yeah it sounds very much like me certainly like yet yesterday i was saying I'm, I'm always very aware of my uh anger but i yeah. it's actually just energy that needs to be expressed so i like to go and i like as much to you know to practice yoga but at the moment it's like i just need to lift something really heavy and be under load and it can be five minutes of just trying to lift a sandbag over my shoulder mm. and then I, I just like it's gone and then I can cut, return to that. But if I don't express it, it just becomes this, that person's not doing this for me, that they're not doing that, they're not doing this. Mm -hmm. So really interesting. And I feel a lot of people, probably a lot of people that listen to this, actually, th this podcast mm. uh, and what we do are similar. Mm. Being able to come, become friends with those feelings. And, and, and I remember being in a, in a men's group. I was in a men's group for a bit, which was an interesting experience in itself Beautiful. for me. Um, and I remember saying, you know, I, I don't feel angry, but I feel anger. Yeah. And, and a, a friend of mine who was in the group, he said, no, no, you, you mean you feel angry? And I was like, no, no, I, I, I feel anger. I can kind of feel it within me but it's not making me angry. I can just, I can sense it and now I can support it to open the door and let it out. Mm. Rather it's than only possible to experience it if you're in the middle way that you're talking about, right? Because you're not attached to the experience of it yeah. or you're not personalizing with it. Yeah. And therefore you can just feel it. And if you're even that far ahead whereby you're like, okay, this is what's going on. I know that I can do this. And well, first of all, I'm okay with it and I accept it. And this, this just is what it is. And I'm going to let go of it. And, you know, in a way in which we're just going to let emotions and energy pass. Yeah. Yeah. And just ideally, open the door. you'd also be in a space, James, where people would see you, you know, because there's all, we have all of the shame and the guilt about what it is that's going on internally, again, because of the lack of um, community or because of the growing up as kids and something happens and you just get told to be quiet or you know, pack it in or just don't cry or whatever it is. Yeah. So a lot of the times as well, we also just desperately wanting to be seen, to yeah. be able to know that we're not absolutely crazy for what it is that we're experiencing, because yeah. we don't know what it is that we're experiencing. And a lot of it is also, yeah, not, not having that kind of level of connection. Yeah. Do you think we always need to know what it is that we're experiencing or just be aware that we are experiencing no. something? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think, I think, you know, the story is really interesting, but it's also a lot of time in the past. Um, I don't know if you've ever done a Vipassana. Um, I haven't, but Chris has. You'd love, you'd love it, James. And I really recommend anyone to do one. And you, in the, so Vipassana is a 10 day meditation um, retreat um, in silence, whereby you're doing um, a, a technique um, by this guy called Goenka. It's probably even before him, but he, he's, he's who they're all talking about. And within that practice, you observe the kind of nature of your thoughts and you observe the kind of nature of, of what it is that you're telling yourself. And a lot of the time we're in the past 
or in the future. We're not really in the present again. It's that, it's that similar thing. So when people are like, I need to know what it is that's going on, they are in some way very, very attached to the experience of what it is that's happening. And they're unable to see that what it is, what it is that they're experiencing is changing because everything is in a continual state of flux. Nothing is fixed. Mm. Um, in every single moment, all of my billions and billions of cells have already already changed. It, you know, we've changed millions of times since having this conversation. Everything is, it's all 99.9% .9 energy. Um, but we hold on to the experience and we label it. And we label it in, in you know, in, in whatever the story is or whatever it is that we want to tell ourselves. And as soon as we do that, we prolong the experience of whatever it is that we're experiencing, rather than just being able to observe it changing and to observe, hold on, as soon as I let go of whatever this is, I'm able to observe it. And they talk about, you know, equanimity, right? Mm. Just being able to observe things without that polarization and to see it as just being impersonal, formless phenomena, which is just rising and changing. And it's like that with everything. Mm. How do you explain equanimity to someone? Because it sounds like it's a very passive uh, place yeah. where nothing really happens mm. and it's not, there's no action and by action that could mean inaction it, it just feels like a very yeah like a um uh, it's kind of like, uh, like disassociating yes. almost yeah you know, it's kind of like oh we're separating from the experience but we have the intellectual rationality to know that i am not my body or my mind therefore i can just eject from this experience yeah. or something like that i totally hear what it is that you're saying um the the way it's i think it's i think it's a physical thing and i think when you really have the kind of uh when you're really in the body and you're really really experiencing what it is that's happening and we're not av avoiding it because mm. it's it, when we when we're not avoiding it and we're it's not even facing it but we're just being able to experience it and feel it you know really really feel it and observe the feeling changing um, I think then we don't kind of get into that kind of bypass the experience and it's okay to be able to feel it and it's okay to be able to feel it without a story and to observe that feeling change yeah. um, and then to do what it is that you do like throw some sandbags around or mm. whatever it is that you feel you need to do yeah. um, and then you get a more embodied and in integrated sense of what it is that's going on and what it is that's going on is everything is changing in this moment and we are not the past and th the past isn't going to necessarily define the future and everything that is possible for us and there's infinite potential for positivity and change and anything that you want happening in this moment so long as we don't hold on but it's very hard james because we're all alone and we, don't yeah. have, and we don't have the tools and yeah. it's all and it's all this experience and that's you know that's what's beautiful about this experience right that's what makes it all so you know that's the <laughs> that's the real polarity the real polarity is we're all experiencing this strange sense of separation despite the fact that 
we are there is this oneness which is connecting mm. everything that's the that's the rawest polarity to to be able to to kind of get our heads around mm. and um that's what makes the kind of that experience of what's going on to me and what's happening and, and all of these things so much more harrowing because it's just emphasizing that 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 sense of loneliness or or us being against ourselves we don't even have ourselves in that moment it's yeah. um it's really really interesting space yeah it's where all the work is and it's where all the possibility and potential is if we can open up to it and, yeah. and embrace what's going on yeah it's quite it, and it uh it's quite a i was going to say an interesting thought but maybe it's not an interesting thought but it's quite something to realize that our body isn't our body it's a massive community so sure. we're never alone but we might think we're alone like like you were talking about the the stomach and the spleen yes and and they're they it's difficult to then you know they're kind of saying they need attention like they're yeah. they're lonely in that moment yeah so do you, and do you ever do you ever put your hands on your stomach and ask how your stomach is feeling it, I and do not, actually, and just observe what, what what the amazing thing that the stomach says just suddenly suddenly comes out of nowhere, and you're yeah. just like, "Wow, what is that?" <laughs> yeah, and it can be quite um, emotional. I was going to say upsetting sometimes because yeah. you feel this this uh, release. And I mean, we say that, don't we? We have an upset stomach. Yeah, we literally, that's literally in our language. So yeah. yeah, I feel that. Yeah, and and I. Uh, when was it last year for some reason i just got really into um like belly button massage oh it's the best and then uh it's the best and just got really sharp oh i love it i love it really? and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got uh this uh raw time bed and i just like hang my ribs over it oh, like, gosh, i just kind wow. of hang oh love that and and i've got oh. a raku i don't know if you've done uh like the maori healing and it's basically a stick of wood Okay. And you kind of put it into your belly button and, oh, and like wow. work around like a, a, a three-dimensional clock. Oh. So you like massage and pulse all the organs like in and out and up and around. Mm. The release there, you get this like blood flow. Oh. Amazing. Gorgeous. There is, there is so much in that because, you know, like, um, and it's people are more aware, you know, when, when an animal's just been under the threat of a predator right? and it pretends to be dead and it goes into that kind of that shock state mm. and then the predator leaves and it's still got all of that tension in it and the first thing that it does is like shake off all of all of yeah. those nerves yeah. we don't do that yeah you know? and that sounds a lot like something you could do for that and yeah. we're generally always in a i mean because of the world we live in here it's a lot of fight or flight isn't it it's a lot of tension in that way one foot on the gas one foot on the brake and we could use all of those modalities be it pushing our belly button with a uh, stick or whatever it is just in order to release on a very very you know simple superficial level that base mm. tension it's yeah. just stored in the body in that way yeah a, 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 one of our mentors doing that. yeah it feels great i recommend anyone to do it and, and also you stand on it with your feet oh, and your feet on this spot you know, kind of makes you want to throw up but never has like that slightly sick feeling felt so good that's interesting uh, <laughs> you know, do, you get nause do you get nauseous uh it just feels like sometimes 
yeah. it feels so tense. Certainly after driving, I've noticed like that big drive, it's still coming out of my body. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. driving for about 30 hours and kind of feel it. And normally my feet are pretty good, but you like more and make you feel a bit more. But, but it's, um, it's good. One of our mentors, a guy called Tony Molina, who was ex-Special Forces in, uh, in the US, like, like real life Jason Bourne, as I like to call him. Wow. Yeah, yeah amazing. What, what a mad one. It's super unassuming, but you're like, oh, you, you know some stuff, so I'm just going to, you know, we'll, we'll hang out. He's got this practice, um, like a, a clinic, if you will. It was called Rewire Project. Now it's called Aret Life Lab. And he's very much like a Jason Bourne crossed with a biohacker. So he, he's got all of this, this stuff going on. But he talks regularly because of his experiences. He fought in the first Gulf War and all of this stuff. It's like intense. Mm. Uh, he talks about uh, trauma and fight or flight. And he, he said exactly the same thing about the animals. Like the, these two animals, a lion and an antelope, will coexist until the lion decides they're hungry and it's like, right, I'm going to eat you. So this chase ensues. And if it gets away, the first thing it does is shake off. Whereas humans don't, and they're constantly in fight or flight, but modern society is a constant continuum of fight or flight. So you go from, you wake up in the morning, bit of a horrendous alarm clock onto the you know, yeah. next something for breakfast into shower, tube, work, I need to go and I need to go and relax. So I'm going to do a hit class straight into the hit class, back into work, meeting home, constant fight or flight. And we never shake off. Mm. We never go into that place of shaking off. And he likened it to the body is just trying to complete its circle. So for an animal, that shake off is a completion, but we never complete, but we, the body goes back to it the next day going, I must go to the gym again mm. because it's trying to, pick up from where it left off and wasn't completed the day before. So we think that return is good for us, yeah. but we're not hearing what it's actually, why it's returning us there. It's going, no, can, can we just do that and then lie down yeah. and, and shake off and just integrate? So you're like, oh, I love that feeling, that worked up, pent up feeling. So it's just a constant tightening of the screw. And, and he's like, that's, that's why people are like they are. That's why we are where we are with Absolutely. illness, trauma, and all of this stuff. So really neurologically, when exactly, and the wiring aspect of what, it, what it is, he's, he's doing, right, is yeah. that neurological networking, which is formed from a really early age, from like naught to three, whereby our atmosphere and our environment is creating emotional triggers based on how we react to things or how we're conditioned to react to things, which then go to inform how we behave and how we feel in certain circumstances. And the more that we feel that way, the more neurons will wire together and increase the kind of subconscious reaction and, and emotional state to whatever it is that we're getting into. And we're literally wiring ourselves up in order for that to be our reality. And that process of, of unwiring um, and being able to create what it is that you're talking about, that, that middle way, whereby mm. we're unequivocally observing what these deep subconscious patterns are towards what it is that we're doing, because we never question it. We're creatures of habit in that kind of way. And so many people, we get thrown into that, into this kind of um, conveyor about life existence where 
going from one stage to the next to the next and you don't ever really get an opportunity to question it yeah. until you're however far down and it's kind of like oh this isn't really it mm. there's so much within the brain wiring of that yeah. you know and it's another way for us to be able to depersonalize from what it is that we're experiencing and to again just see oh hold on this isn't who i am these are this is merely circuitry this is merely just i'm having an emotional experience based on a neurological pathway in the brain which is signaling that i'm used to feeling this thing based on this other thing which i've experienced on the past and it's so wonderful that we're all talking about it and that all of those different mod modalities are merging you mm. know they're really merging so that we have a, a wider context and therefore a greater opportunity for us to all be able um to to become more aware you know yeah. on a, on a, just on the level of science now it's great mm. what would you say to someone who has thought about uh, acupuncture and what you do yeah but has never made the step yeah um I'd say that there's no time like the present, really, and we don't know what it is that's going to happen ever. And if we don't know what it is that's going to happen, um, that may be really scary, and that's fine. But also, something really wonderful could come up. And even if it, even if it's something which we're expecting will be challenging and difficult and painful, um, in my experience, there's always something that follows that you know that kind of crisis and whether or not we kind of go deeper into the story or we have an opportunity to come back out of it it's um it's an experience and it's just another opportunity for us to be able to see things um without duality mm. so uh, regardless of whatever it is that someone's coming in for um because i see a lot of people um all sorts of different things be it addictions or mental health or depression or relationships um, and see lots of, of course people just back pain or something just going on inflammatory or otherwise um, it's all connected you know the, I think the the greatest thing that we have going on now is we're seeing how more and more the the mind and the body are interconnected and also this curious thing called the spirit and anything that's happening on a pathological level or physically within the body it's just the body giving a sign that something isn't right and it would be really good to just look at it, you know, and to be able to do that in a space uh, whereby someone cares for you and looks after you is, is really wonderful. For you to then also take um, the responsibility um, to integrate into your life virtue and all of the other wonderful things, which we all naturally are, so that we can have the opportunity to, to live in a world of our truth rather than things which are dictated to us. Um, so I do it for that and I'd see anyone and I, I'd be discerning because there's like there's thousands of acupuncturists James in in Britain and and in the world and they're all doing something different or similar um so it's important whoever it is that you go and see that you go and see someone who really feels like they're caring for you and that they can see you because a lot of the time it's also that as well and just being able to have the bravery to come into a space and address anything that's going on in order for someone to uh, open you up to the possibility of things not being necessarily that way is 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 wonderful. Mm. And if they can move some energy around whilst doing that, all the better. Fantastic. Yeah, I think that's that is an interesting point that you make because there are so many, and and certainly at the moment we're seeing 
whether it's personal trainers, you know, having uh, online programs that people can do or yourself and other acupuncturists or other body workers, I always say like everyone, all of them are good in their own way. Perfect in their own way and, 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 and absolutely perfect for whoever it is that's coming to see yeah. them. And yeah, I agree with you there. And, and then it's a, an indiv- a personal discernment of the person uh, seeking Mm-hmm. the the practitioner to choose the flavor yeah. that resonates with them for sure like and and i i kind of see it, i often talk about uh, like it, it being gelato because i'm i'm middle class and all of that rather than just ice cream uh but oh, man i'm so gelato as well oh me, me too they're all um the all the ingredients are the same but they have different flavors you're a pistachio man, right, James? I love a pistachio. Of course yeah. you do. But I also, I would go for the r- simple vanilla because I think oh. I t- you can tell a lot about a place by the simplest thing they do. I don't need to look at all the fancy exactly. stuff. It's like, I just want to know if it's got and the texture. Exactly. And then, so applying that to any practitioner, the, the, you can judge them by the simplest thing which they do, which is to care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's universal. Yeah. And, and you, yeah. And, and, and really to go with that and that, that discernment, that's the, that's been the word that the first lockdown, someone said, how have I found it? And I was like, I've become much more discerning. It's encouraged me with the time that I have to be discerning almost. uh, It's not social distancing for me. It's social Mm -hmm. discernment. I've always Mm -hmm. been, I've always been discerning of the friends that I keep or who I want to be around. And yeah, I think that's important. the, if we can, it, yeah, awareness of discernment. And then you're like, oh yeah, acupuncture, great. But that person, I don't like what they're writing. Because I, I, I really enjoyed how you, how you write. Because it's quite, um, I was going to say quite hard edged. Mm-hmm. It's not, but it's very clean. Mm-hmm. And it's like a really beautifully sharpened blade, which like, I, I love a beautifully sharpened blade. It cuts Gosh. very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people like a bit of a, oh, that might cut me. But a, a, a dull edge is much more dangerous than a, than a sharp edge. So you go, you go to what you, you like. Thank uh, you, James. It's really interesting to describe my writing as being that because the metal element is also something within um chinese medicine and the metal element is is ruled by the lungs and the large intestines and that's personally where my energy breaks down um and the the sharpness is often remember when i was talking about the large intestines deals with the essence yeah so essentially the essence of things has to be extracted from reality in order to know how things are which creates that kind of like um purity Mm. and with all of the purity, um, I suppose how what so the elements aren't personality types as such; they're just how energy manifests. But it's easy for me or for someone with a metal imbalance to be really um, self-aware, self-conscious of your bad if they're not integrating with that level of purity or that highness. So they will, they'll they'll make sure that everything that they're producing in some way is sharp like that because it, it's, it's the essence of things and it's looking for that essence. So it's interesting even within how you've interpreted me, on some level there is the energy of the lungs and the large intestines there. Mm. Lungs, 
they don't just take oxygen into the body, the Chinese, you know, in Chinese medicine, they are, the lungs receive inspiration from heaven. It's about self-worth and self-value. Can we connect to what it is that makes life worth living and meaningful? And if we are disconnected, like when we experience trauma or something confronting, the lungs are the first thing that go, right? And we sever that connection with heaven, like a sword, like, like yeah. that, that blade is just cut straight through it. And then we are completely without it. We can't receive and we don't feel like, you know, we feel like we're living under a rock and all of those mm. sorts of things. All of those things are both, yeah, descriptions of energy, which are part of the organs, which seem to influence how I write. Yeah. yeah. And the sense, the sense of, which is, which is really interesting in that way, the sense of uh, discernment and the, how we discern who is right for us. Why I really love anyone who does any sort of um, body work or any sort of healing. Not that, I don't think I'm a healer, I'll just say that I'm an acupuncturist. But the importance of integrity within all practitioners is something which I find really important because, mm. um, and I really encourage um, practitioners out there, and I, and I um, really recognize what it takes to step into that position to do things. And there's a responsibility for you to live in the way in which you're practicing and that you're um, inviting other people to experience. Because I'm only able to help people or support people on the level of whatever it is that I've experienced in myself. And I can only hold that, right? So for people who are wanting to learn, or not learn, but to, to go and see someone to look after them, make sure that you feel that this is someone who is what it is that they're talking about. You know, and and then you can just come into their gravitational space. It's like they pull you into this reality just on, on what their frequency is. And it's the same thing with talking about your friends, right? What is it that you want to be resonating with? What are the harmonics of your social life? And how are they also defining what it is that you're experiencing? And are they inspiring you to greater levels of expansion? It's all about, are we living what it is that I'm doing or saying or being? Is it really true? Because you'll be able to, I mean, you're saying that acupuncturists don't work if they're not integrated, but it really makes a complete difference on, on, on who it is that's coming and why and how they feel. Mm. Yeah, I, I wrote a, an, uh, an Insta post because I, I think actually everything is about health. Now, mm. there is only health, but uh, mm. it may be like, and all, all businesses should have a, they're all, everything that is out there that's created mm has a responsibility they're health companies whether you sell trainers or 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 food or whatever it's all about health but then what health is yeah. to me it's it's uh on, on a physical level it's cellular integrity so if you right. are healthy and you have a cellular integrity any virus there's no space for it to come in so it just deflects off but we live in a world where so much integrity has been compromised in food, yeah. in language, in relationships, that they all chip away at this, this complete perfection, which is the mm -hmm. cell. Mm -hmm. And other things then bolt on and fill in the gaps, and you end that's up right. with something that's uh, a distortion of, of what it is. That's really. right. And, and I think integrity is, if you can live in integrity in everything that yeah. you do, it doesn't mean you, you only drink green juices in inverted commas, you know, because that's, you know, I'd, I'd say that's not living with integrity, but being able to, I had a Mars bar last night mm -hmm. rather than 
punishing myself for it or just going, I fancied it. I really loved it. I don't need to eat another one. That was great. That's me. Next thing, you know, and, and you draw from it the goodness that is within it and you move on the rest. But mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, that's real health. Mm-hmm. And, and so integrity. Is- I totally agree with you, James. And integrity, yeah, integrity and being able to integrate is the quality of the stomach. So the stomach is, is obviously breaking down food into small pieces in order that we can absorb it and integrate it into our being. Mm. It's doing that on the experiential level. So for people who may have um, um, an imbalance in the stomach, experience in life may be just too overwhelming in order for it to all kind of come in. We need to be able to know how to break it into smaller pieces. And if we're not integrated, integrating it into our being and into our lives we feel the lack of balance and the lack of wholeness that we would have if we were stabilized in the earth and if we were really really rooted so then naturally if we're empty and we don't have the nourishment and the support that we need we end up worrying a lot and it's like the mind is continually trying to digest things and it goes round and round and round and it's not digesting mm. at all and then we end up worrying about our partners or, or this and that all because centrally we're not living in that sense of integrity it's it's again that experience is, is happening on a vibrational level internally as a frequency within the body yeah it's very 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 beautiful and on the, what you were saying as well is true about if you're integrated viruses just kind of they don't they don't affect you and there's the interesting thing, like, um, so the metal element as well governs the skin, the hair and the nails and the lungs and the large intestines. And the skin, of course, is the boundary between the external world and the internal world, right? It's the very last kind of thing which is separating us from that. And it's also, you know, the skin around our organs, which is separating all of our organs from the blood so that it's not all mixing into some weird congealed thing. Essentially, it's boundaries. And it's the boundaries also between the self and the other. And when our boundaries are confused and we don't know where the self begins and where the other begins and we get into this whole mess, naturally we don't have any boundaries um, and it's easy for viruses and other things to kind of creep in or elements that aren't quite us be able to kind of come in that we take on because that level of discernment isn't there because we have an enmeshed kind of relationship and confused sense between what I am and what is going on outside, mm. which is when all the viruses and all them not come in because it's happening through that, that, that layer. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like it's, that. Oh, there's, there's so much, I think, um, there's also so much within this and it's given me a few yeah. ideas that we can talk about outside of the podcast thank you so much for your time man you're uh, james it's an absolute pleasure and thank you for yeah holding this and being such a generous host no well it's very very kind of you to, uh, to, to say that been, um, an absolute pleasure. So, and, and super cool how i think you're wearing a hysteric glamour t-shirt like you're kind of yeah. in that world yeah we've all been in that world and that is you know i think that goes to show how things connect it's, up right it's a, it's a small world james yeah. and um the people who are naturally i think vibrating at a frequency will attract other people within yeah. that frequency yeah. and that is ultimately what is going on in life in general we are attracting what it is that's going on inside 
and to be able to thoroughly investigate what it is will mean that we can change what we're receiving in our life in that way so yeah. it's no wonder that i found you and that you found me james i like that i like that how do people find you is instagram the best way or do you have a... yeah people yeah, jj acupuncture on instagram is great and from well, there you can get in touch cool awesome. thank you very much james pleasure man i really really enjoyed that